Welcome to the Start Up to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. How was your week, Mark? It's pretty good. I'm still uh, I'm still struggling trying to find a balance between support and uh, doing deep work. It's still it's very distracting. Like when someone sends me an email, I see that notifications. I want to reply right away. Yeah. So it's it's and I'm still doing a lot of support. There's still still quite a few new customers coming in, onboarding. That's so amazing. It's yeah, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But, and it, and the good thing is that I'm not really developing a big feature right now, so I okay. don't. It's not a big problem. It's not like I'm not getting any work done. My goal for this week was to record a new demo to help the onboarding. I so the the problem with that is that I was I was sort of stuck trying to do two things at the same time. Like I'm trying to make this demo video. The first goal is really just to show uh, the whole setup of the workflow so that it will help the onboarding. But then at the same time, I'm there, but this is also makes a nice use case that I can put on YouTube and, and share. Uh, so I think that was probably the wrong approach to try to, <laughs> try to have one video do both. Mm. So, so I was concentrating more on the onboarding. But then um, all of a sudden, I get this notification from Airtable that says I've been approved for their private beta API. Mm. Uh, so basically, in Power Importer, I have this workflow that syncs Airtable to Webflow, and, uh, and it's a you know a multi-step wizard. And that one step where I do the Airtable integration, it was not very user friendly. Uh, it's not my fault. The the the, <laughs> the problem like for web for Webflow integration, it's really simple. I just say enter your API key here, and that, that's it. It's done. Yeah. For Airtable, it's it's not. Like and the first version I had was like enter your API key now give me your base your Airtable base ID okay. now give me the ID of all your tables that you want to sync ah, like see. it was it was a mess and then but the current version I'm using I wrote this JavaScript that they can just copy to their clipboard go over to the Airtable website paste it in the console and it extracts all that information oh clever yeah yeah I'm quite proud of it yeah that's a great idea but. but when I'm looking at users, like when I do user sessions and I see them go through it, they, a lot of people still struggle with it because it's, you know, no other website does that where they asks you to copy a script, go over to another website, open the console, paste it, and then come back and paste the results. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, they get stuck on it. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's what I was hoping the onboarding would fix, you know, show them how, how simple it is. But now that I have access to this meta API, all I need is their API key, and then I can go ask Airtable what's the base ID and what are all the tables for that base. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. really going to help your onboarding. Seriously. And I've been waiting for this like forever because it's it was it's still private. And really out there, the only person that had it was Z- Zapier. Okay. Like, Zapier was the only third per- third-party automation tool that had access to it. And all us little third-party small guys <laughs> had to find hacks. <laughs> right. So now I'll be able to – so now that's it. That Basically, I put the whole onboarding video on hold so that I can revamp that whole part of the onboarding. And hopefully, it'll be as simple as the Webflow. Just enter your API key and, and then, then you can move on to the next step. That's amazing. 
Were you yeah. getting were you getting a lot of support requests around that particular step in your onboarding? Um no, but but that's not a that's not a good thing either. I think a lot of people were just abandoning oh, at that point. Yeah, okay. Or or eventually they 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 muscled through it and they were able to to move on. Fair enough. So nobody nobody ever contacted me and says I can't figure out I can't figure this part out. Okay. But I see that a lot of people did abandon the workflow at that point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a clear win. You, yeah, you're taking something exactly. hard, you're making it easy. Like, clearly that's better. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. I'm so, so happy to, to be part of this this beta private access. Cool. Um, so will that represent a lot of work to do that integration and pull, what, pull what's needed? Or Yeah, I mean, that's it. It, it does open up a can of worms. What I realized is that their, their private API actually doesn't return as much information as I was able to extract from their from their page. Uh-huh. So like when I the the hack that I did, I was getting all the information about every single field. Like I was getting validation there, uh, all the validations they defined on it. Oh wow. And when it was a foreign key, I wouldn't even know which collect which other table it's pointing to. So I was using a lot of that afterwards to to help validate the user's workflow to say, well you can't actually map this to that because it's not this it's not the same table, right? So, so now I, I have to support both because it, people who have defined it the old way have mm-hmm. those workflows have to continue to work. But now I have to have to do a new integration where I don't have some of this information, but I should still be able to. It should still work. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting if there was like maybe that uh, using the that API, you're able to say. All right, this is what gets you going fast, and then maybe there's an advanced integration or like a, a a step that happens way later of like, oh, actually, for extra power, you can do this particular thing to at least get them in and get them a win, and then uh, get the get the deeper make use yeah. of your script designate for an example. Yeah, I thought of that. I thought of, I could give them both options, right? Like when they sign up, which one do you prefer? But I think. I think the way to go is just to use their their new API. Oh yeah, for onboarding, no question. That yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I doubt anyone's going to choose the hard one. Agreed. And and the API has the advantage that I can also detect when they change something. So uh-huh. if they you know if they rename a column in Airtable, mm-hmm. right now I have no way of knowing that they renamed it. it. So with the API, I'll be able to to ver- verify before running the workflow. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, that's so nice. That gives you added resiliency, like all sorts yeah. of bonuses. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. <laughs> Do they have? Uh, does Airtable have any? Uh, have they talked about stability of the API? Like, is that a, is that? Do they mention if it's changing or anything like that? Yeah, they they actually they're they're not that bad for that. They do mention some things, like they mentioned uh, like the type of because in Airtable you can define these views. So they, they tell you what the type of views are and they mention in the documentation like these are the ones that we have now, but you need to be able to handle if we add a new one. Okay. And same thing for the field types. They say these are all the field types that we that we will return right now, but you need to be resilient if we add new ones. Right. Okay. Okay. But their their other API has been very stable for years. Yeah, they, I would they have... haven't done any breaking changes. Makes sense. Yeah, I would imagine that if they're even as a private API, um, if they're kind of starting to branch out and, and give people access to it, that it must have some level of maturity. They can't, it's probably not going through total upheaval. Um, oh, no. Like weekly I mean, or there, anything. there are so many services like like Power Importer that, that 
use Airtable's API. Same thing for Webflow's API. That they're they're pretty stuck. They have to, or they have to at least support this version forever. Yeah. And if they introduce a new one, then they'll they'll still have to support this all the way during a long transition period. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's going to be my goal to is to revamp that whole onboarding part of the workflow building. Now, in terms of support, um, did you make any progress over the week in terms of like making the ease of support better? Or I mean, you're mentioning like you're still getting emails and it's very attractive to click on that email. Um, Have you picked up anything new or is it kind of the, is it just kind of a repeat of what's been happening? Like it's just a difficult problem that you haven't made much head. Yeah. um, Last week I had, I had blocked off uh, every morning on on my calendar Mm -hmm. to do deep work. Uh, But in the end, that didn't that didn't work. Okay. Like I I completely ignored it. I basically respond, you know, because usually in the morning, you know, I'll have emails waiting for me that have been sitting in my inbox for hours. Right. Right. So so it feels more urgent that I need to answer them then and and then if I start answering emails, well, then I get res- replies right away, and then it's really hard to to say, okay, now I, I'm just going to ignore my inbox and start working. Yeah. Totally. So this week I switched it. I decided to block off my afternoons on my calendar. Okay. So that in the morning I could be more flexible. But it's it's still it was an improvement. Like I was able to do a lot more deep work, but it not I wasn't doing four hours a day like I was hoping to be able to do. Right. But uh, that I think this week I'll be able to to do more. Cool. Yeah. Well, at least it's a test. Like you're not just doing the same old thing. You're, yeah. you're you're looking you're seeking that balance you're finding out how to how to get to the end goal yeah and for emails i mean i i'm uh when the, when people sign up i ha- i have a pricing page mm-hmm. and i i do mention that only the paying customers get email support right but right now i'm most of the time i'm replying to all emails oh okay right so i think i might have to to start ignoring the the free accounts a bit longer at least mm. if they're not a paying customers then i you know they can wait yeah. 24 hours or whatever the next the next block of time when i'm going to be checking email mm-hmm. yeah your queue can just like yeah you don't receive notifications or whatever from your queue or they have to sit in the queue for at least a certain amount of time right exactly so i might have to start doing that a bit to, so that i can get more work done yeah makes sense dude this is so exciting i'm like it's so cool to like <laughs> it's like oh geez like people are using my product and and uh and i'm getting overwhelmed with support just like wow this is so yeah. cool <laughs> Yeah, another really cool thing that happened is I had a customer contact me and basically asked me if they could give me more money. Mm. <laughs> like, we're, like they basically they said, um, "We'd like to have this extra feature. Um, is it something that you could do?" I replied, "Yeah, like we could probably do that." And then he says, "Well, like, is there like how much must I pay up front so that you do it?" quicker right you do it like immediately and then how much more is it going to cost per month wow so it's like wow okay this is this is what product market fit feels like hell yeah that's amazing (laughs) Mm. that's oh wow dude that's sick so um like how much work does that represent is that going to keep you busy for a long time is it kind of low was it already on your roadmap um Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't on my roadmap. Okay. Like, it's definitely something other people will need also. Okay. So, it's like, it's not a one, one-time one job that I'm doing for one person. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I will have to put some things on hold to, to do this. Okay. It's going to take some time. So, yeah, at, at first, I didn't think I was going to charge an up upfront fee for it. But now, I think 
it's probably the right thing to do since I'm going to be putting things on hold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you have, um, I mean, if you can take that money and, and spend it in an effective way, like, I don't know, say there was a support tool or anything that made that part of your life easier and better. Like, wow, that would be a huge investment and like a super worthwhile one if it made you faster and more. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. That's a really good way of looking at it is because, yeah, I don't need this money to, to pay the rent. <laughs> but if you look at it as that, like, okay, I'll take this, this money up front and reinvest it in the business for, for another task that I was going to do, but now I can get someone else to do it. That'd be very interesting. Dude, that is sick. <laughs> we yeah. should have started the call with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's dude. That's so. Oh man, I'm pumped for you. That's that's super sick. Yeah, no, it's really really exciting. Yeah. Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your week, Matt? Yeah. So my week was my week was okay. Um. So uh, I came in with the goal of um, of handling a specific error case around plaid. So I integrate with Plaid, and there's a chance that, um, so at least for Canadian banks, it seems very strongly that Plaid is scraping uh, data from the from the uh, like web portal. And I noticed that it's possible that you know there something can change and their scrapers will break or whatever. So um, there's a couple of error cases there. So my goal was to do some refactoring in the application to get it. Um, to get it rolling so that I can alert the users, oh, hey, I was only able to pull 20 transactions. Uh, were there more than 20 transactions to pull? Like, give me some more data. Or I want to be able to flag to the user, like, hey, you know, this is this could be a problem. But from my position, I can't know that. You know, basically reach out to me and, and we'll work together to solve the problem. Um, so I was playing around with that. And, uh, you know, I kind of had the goal to finish that feature and then launch, um, uh, launch to my mailing list and kind of get a few beta users in. And I didn't quite get there. Um, I do a bit of consulting on the side, and um, I the consulting I do is based around uh, end of year. And two of my customers have the same end of year, so I spent a little more time on calls than I wanted to. And now you know we're kind of setting expectations for when people can file their taxes and that sort of thing. So I'm um, so I'm getting kind of mired in consulting work more than I wanted to. So uh, I was, <laughs> so you know, I had these grand ambitions of finishing all this by the end of the week, and then uh, I was spending more time in Jira and <laughs> working, calling my customers, and I realized that you know, um, I started to get down on myself because I was thinking like I, I really wanted to get this done. Like I want to get out there and do more marketing. I don't want to be spending more time doing product development. I want to be finished and. Um, I was working later than I wanted to. I was spending more time kind of being frustrated about it. And uh, I was just kind of thinking like, you know, this is a this is a negative cycle. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of getting down on myself because I'm not reaching my goals or working as hard as I wanted to. But I'm really trying to focus on being good to myself of just, you know, it's it doesn't, you know, the day at the end of the day, you can get mad at yourself because you didn't get everything done. Or you can say, all right, well, you know, I... I got distracted because of X and Y. Okay, I need to figure out how to make X and Y. Uh, like, you know, for me, it's like, oh, you know, my um, I'm getting pinged by people who are who want to update me on things or, um, you know, that have questions about specific numbers. And it's like, all right, well, I need to be able to learn how to put that aside or learn how to be able to say no, not right now. I need to come back to you in order to save those product those productive hours. Um, so it's been really. It's kind of been a mental battle this last week of just like, I know I have the power to be productive 
and it it just hurts so much when you know you can do a lot more than you're doing and, and you're just like oh, the frustration is immense <laughs> so um so yeah like I, I was i really just took normally i work a little bit at least on the weekends um but this weekend uh, i was busy traveling and others so i just kind of said all right look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna work uh, i'm just gonna take it easy and you know try to try to give myself a little bit of rest and regroup to get ready for the week so that i can be more i can be happier about the amount of work i get done this week yeah, i really don't like that i'm i'm trying to be as conscious as i can of that or of the arrival fallacy of like oh when i'm working eight straight hours of a day and committing this much code and doing this and making this number of calls then i'll know that i'm being productive it's like all right stop <laughs> stop stop stop, <laughs> stop with that it's silly like try to be take a little more joy in this and try to just try to be more aware of how you're spending your time i mean it's it's not easy what you're doing to to be doing consulting at the same time as trying to build a product yeah you gotta be easier on yourself <laughs> yeah i yeah it's funny like one of the reasons that i left my job originally um in my full-time gig to start consulting and start building my own products was i said i wanted focus i want to focus i want to focus on my own thing but then it's like all of a sudden i find myself <laughs> sharded between okay well there's the consulting stuff and then then there's the product stuff and it's like i'm in exactly the same boat i'm just making less money <laughs> <laughs> winning yeah exactly living the dream <laughs> this is it we made it so so yeah so i basically now i'm just trying to look at it so right now it's things are a bit tough because it's tax season it's i always knew it was going to be difficult around tax season I'm, i did my best to try to get some clients that had different end of years so that i could um so that i wasn't always like my hair wasn't on fire for you know like two months out of the year um so, uh, and one of my clients just moved their end of year. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm taking care of some stuff. It'll be a one-time gig for that, but it's, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm going through Jira and I'm running queries and I'm building spreadsheets and I'm like, oh God, I'd much rather be coding right now. Like, God, I wish I could just be working on this one table and having this thing work better. And it's, I, it's that grass is always greener mentality of, oh God, I wish I was working on this. Oh, I don't want to work on this. I wish I was making sales calls for this other thing so i'm just yeah i'm all over the place but i'm trying to i'm trying to be more focused and just try to be a little have a little more uh positive yeah yeah so other than that one of the other things that got me um that had me distracted this week was uh, my personal website and my consulting business website are all run on uh wordpress instances on shared hosting um, I use like, uh, I was using Bluehost and, um, I did it because it was simple. This was a couple years ago. Um, and I was doing some experimentation a few months ago and I realized like, man, cause I, I rarely visit my website as a visitor. Uh, you know, it's me adding content to it. And I went to my own website and I was like, man, this load time is horrible. Like what is going on? So I looked and, um, yeah, I maybe, I guess it's, I don't know whether it's WordPress or it's the shared hosting or what, but wow the performance was horrible so i was so it came time to renew my my websites they're like oh it's going to be you know whatever however many dollars and i was like man i really don't like the the level of service i'm kind of getting from this so i was like let me think about upgrading so after our conversation last time about like money versus time and like just pay the money i was like all right well let me look at how much it's going to be to move up to the next tier so um I wasn't sure I, I was looking and if to, in order to move to anything dedicated or something that I thought would increase my performance, it was going to be a lot more money. And I was thinking like, man, my website's real simple. I wonder if I can just do some static hosting stuff. I've been really interested in learning more about the, uh, like Vercel and, uh, Surge and Netlify, these guys. 
So, um, so I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll just give that a try. I'll pull a Hugo template down and just throw my content, my blog post content in there and see if I can get it working. So, and I did, and it was super simple. I didn't like spend time tweaking like a Hugo template or anything like that, like playing with CSS. I just pulled something I liked and managed to get it working and like real simple deployed on Vercel and just like, oh, wow, that's super neat and cool and fast. And just like they integrate with your GitHub, you pull down a template, you pop some stuff in, change your theme and it works like... I think it took me you know, like an hour and a half or something like that to like get it all up and running and working. Really interesting stuff. And like I originally had started with um, a friend of mine recommended um, Surge.sh, which is another like provider, uh, like CDN style provider. And uh, but the only problem was they didn't support custom domains, and I wanted to use like my own domain. But yeah, Vercel supports custom um, uh, uh, SSL for custom domains. Like oh, perfect, great, everything works great. Just change my DNS settings and I'm good. I think, it t- I think it took longer for my DNS settings to change than it did for me to like put all my stuff together into a static host and throw it up on and, and get it hosted yeah. properly. <laughs> so that's super cool. I yeah really enjoyed my my experience there. It was like quite the quite the developer experience. Yeah, I'm a big fan of static sites. Yeah, now that I know how to put them together, like in the beginning, I was like, "Well, how complicated is this going to be?" And then I tried it. I tried originally with Surge and realized, "Wow, that is crazy easy." And then when I figured out they um, they didn't support the SSL for custom domains, and I saw that uh, Vercel did, I was like, "Oh, well, now I'm not sca- I'm not afraid of this at all. <laughs> Let me give it a try." And just like, yeah, like couldn't be easier. Super cool. Nice. So yeah, they managed to get that stuff out of the way, and then yeah, just now it's Monday. I'm back to. Um, uh, I'm trying to block off my mornings now as my like coding time. I realized that my, with my morning routines, I kind of have this variability. This like, there's like half an hour that kind of I find and I lose like every week it kind of appears and disappears. So I realized like blocking off my mornings and just having it be coding only or only doing product development and then saving my consulting for later in the afternoon tends to be, tends to be, uh, I think I'll be a little more productive that way. So yeah, spend more time coding in the morning. Back some of them. So does that mean you're planning on doing some coding on F F bars? Yeah. So uh, like this morning, I was working on I was working on F bars. Uh, I'm working on the notification, uh, the lack of transactions, that sort of thing. Some of those error cases. Just doing some coding around that, and then you know. I'll quit and have lunch and then move over to the consulting stuff in the afternoon. Yeah. So really that, that's really, that was really last week and today. And I think for the rest of the week, my number one focus is just shipping the feature, getting that, getting my, uh, my, my kind of my warning stuff out and continuing with my consulting. The consulting is going to be an ongoing thing for the next month and a half, probably. Um, I'm trying to spend no more than three afternoons a week doing just the consulting thing and leaving everything else to be product. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, I imagine there'll be some spontaneous calls here and there, but but that's yeah, kind of my plan. It's, it's kind of hard to to block consulting into like yeah. an afternoon. Yeah, there's yeah, there's the stuff you there's like the the chopping wood that you know it's like all right, I know I'm gonna have to spend some time like putting things together, and then it's like all right, well, whenever they they'll agree to a call. That's when, you know, I'll whatever, I'll steal an hour or two from from another afternoon somewhere. But yeah, like being able to say, I will spend exactly twelve and a half hours on this this week is like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Do you have anything else? No. Cool. That's uh no, that's it. That's it for me too. All right. So I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.